Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides. And welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners and to understand their journey. And today, our guest is Dr. Sheila Whiteman. Sheila is a doctor of physical therapy and a certified health coach. She specializes in working with clients with pelvic health issues and has treated hundreds of women for pelvic floor disorders, including urinary incontinence and related issues. In addition, she also provides health coaching for women to opt optimize their overall well-being, focusing on three pillars of health, nutrition, at movement, and sleep. Dr. Whiteman is the two-time best-selling author of Pee or Not to Pee, and a guide for reducing and eliminating, eliminating urinary incontinence and stop worrying about batter, bladder leaks, the guide to overcoming urinary incontinence. In addition to personal coaching, she has several online programs to improve women's health and well-being. And she's also a Pilates instructor and teaches Pilates classes weekly. But first, we start with our Healthy Living Happy Life segment with Denise Tagal. Hey, Denise. Hey, Jean. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And Denise is an international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, a practical path find, to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and curator at Living Healthy List. So this month's topic is fitness after 50. And unfortunately, or fortunately, we both qualify. <laughs> well, we, we, we can speak from experience. Oh, that's what it is. But yeah, maybe fortunately we qualify. Some of us qualify more than the other. <laughs> but we qualify. Yes. So what do you have for us today? Well, I'm really excited about this year. You know, this this new year, you know, as we embark on new year, everybody goes, new year, new you. Let's reflect. Let's do this. Oh, my God. It's like sickening. And I thought about this, like, I need to be a new me, I like who I am, you know, but maybe I need to, you know, maybe I I, I want to expect a little bit more. I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more. So instead of new year, new you, which is everybody's mantra, my mantra for the year is expect more in 2024. And <laughs> that said, it's got a little jingle to it. <laughs> there is that alliteration again. Um, with that said, you can't just sit back and go, oh, I want to expect more. We actually have to do something physically, um, emotionally, mentally to make that happen. Um, and so January, I love talking about fitness and fitness over 50 um, because it's such a big part of, of our lives. And it's a part that so many people, as they start to get older, you know, say, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my knees creak. I can't do this. And so they do actually less and less activity when they really need to be doing more and more activity, just different activities uh, that, you know, that work for them. And of course, each one of us is different. You know, my best friend, uh, Jen, she is amazing. She's an athletic trainer. Um, she can lift millions of weights. She can do all sorts of things that my body at the same age is not quite up to, you know, uh, my body can't quite do that at this point. You know, she's been doing it for years. It's part of what she does, at, you know, as um, as a career. So 
that, you know, so she can do all of these amazing things. Um, you know, she's done CrossFit and she's amazing at, um, she's a trainer over at uh, Orange Theory and she can do a lot of those things with, with ease. Now, when I try to do some of those things, yes, I can do them, but I need to do them at my speed um, with, you know, the amount of weight that makes sense for me. So that's it really what I'm quality, about. not quantity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and there's always that challenge of keeping up with the Joneses and there's a slight ego thing that happens within all of that too. And I think that we have to put that aside and not think about what, and also not think about what we used to be able to do. It is what Absolutely. can you do today and how can you make today better? Right. So the question I always have is who the heck are the Joneses anyway? Yeah. And why, do and why are they so important? Um, you know, it really, and it's true. And then social media has really, um, really uh, been a challenge uh, in this respect because we see people that, you know, we see them at their best, dress their best, looking their best. Um, when we feel like we need to look like that. And so maybe the so social media is the Joneses, are the Joneses. Um, but it is so important to understand, you know, step back and, and kind of self-assess, like, where I am I today? You know, what have I been doing, you know, most recently? Um, what do I enjoy? And how can I bring exercise and movement into my daily routine uh, and make it fun? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess one of the things that... Um, Wait, before you, know, you do that, I, fun is, I was thinking, because fun is important. And especially when you're talking about physical exercise, because I think that there could be some mentally some drudgery that will keep us from doing it there. And or it's hard. Hard can be fun, though, but it really all depends upon how we feel about it on the inside and control that so that we're not um, regretting what we have to do. Oh, absolutely. If it's not fun, you're not going to do it. And that goes back to that, you know, that um, New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose weight. And so people go on this crazy diet, or they go to the gym. And for a week, they do all of these crazy things, you know, they get to the up to the treadmill, and they're going to run, you know, six miles yet, they haven't walked around the block, right, you know, in, in, in ages, or, you know, they start picking up weights that are way too heavy. Um, sure, you know, before I hurt my shoulder, I could easily pick up, you know, two, a thir you know, two 30 pound dumbbells in my hands. Well, I've got a bum shoulder now. Guess what? Eight pounds. So, mm -hmm. you know, people have to remember that, you know, understand where they are. Um, and the fun piece, if you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. I mean, I don't, I don't like going to the gym. So I have a, a mini gym here in my house and this way it's a lot more fun because I can do it whenever I want. Caveat to that. I do put it in my calendar. I schedule my workouts. And I, always do. I always do encourage that, but getting it back to that fun piece, you know, exercise doesn't have to be going to the gym or going to boot camp or classes they're available for people. There's a ton of them online, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's stepping back and remembering, like, what did you enjoy when you were younger? You know, um, I have a friend who uh, used to play football. And so on the weekends, you know, he's on a flag football team. So, and it's fun. 
And so because he wants to be in good shape for that during the week, you know, he'll, you know, he'll go for a run a couple of times a week. He said, you know, he'll say, you know, I'm not running, you know, 10 miles a day. He goes, you know, maybe it's three miles, you know, three miles a couple of times a week. And that gets me really excited about the fun that we're going to have on the weekend because I'm going to be in good shape. I'm going to have the stamina. (laughs) So it really is about figuring out again what you like. And I think, too, um, it's important to some of that expectation or, you know, the expect more or do more or having these these um, New Year's resolutions. They after that honeymoon period. Mid-February, it gets kind of old because I think we forget why we wanted to do this. And for me, what I like to try to do is to think about. As, as long as I'm consistent, this is what I'm going to get out of it. And remind yourself of why you're there. Not, oh my God, I got to get up again early in the morning. So what, yeah, exactly. So what is the goal? Is the goal to lose weight? That's one thing. Is the goal to feel better, to have more energy, and then actually to track those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an important piece because if we don't, if we don't track things, um, then one, we get bored. We don't, we won't see, um, progress. If you're mm-hmm. not going to, if you don't see progress, even if it's in front of you, if you don't see the progress, you're not going to continue. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's kind of where those smart goals come in, mm-hmm. um, or smarter goals. They need to be obviously relevant. Um, but in there, there should be an F we should somehow have a, the word F in there because, you know, or, or, or an F. Uh, word because it does need to be uh, fun again, you know. So smart oh, goals. That's that word. It's confused. Not that f word. Oh. <laughs> so I do want quickly. Um, you know, we want we definitely want people to start moving more. We want them to get back into a fitness uh, routine. And again, whatever that means to somebody, it's something that they need to actually either sit down and figure out themselves, talk with a health coach. Um, you know, Sheila would be, uh, Dr. Sheila, who you'll be talking to in a little bit. You know, she'd be a great person to talk to. I'm always here and happy to talk to people about a fitness routine that fits their lifestyle. A couple of things that I think is really important that, you know, we think always, you know, exercise and movement and weight loss. It's almost the number one thing that people always talk about. But at 50 plus, Some of the things we also need to think about is our bone density. Uh, You know, as we get older, our bones start to get Mm -hmm. a little frail and our, you know, joints get a little creaky. Um, Mine definitely creak as I walk up the stairs. But with with some strength training, it doesn't have to be a lot of strength training. 15 minutes of hit twice twice a week. You will notice, people will notice the difference in both of those areas. Um, you know, and not just like the physical strength that they could pick up heavier things, but they actually feel stronger in their body. They stand taller rather than the the hunch that you start to see older people start to get. We don't want that. Because once we start hunching, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, we can't mm-hmm. stand up straight. Oh, and making sure your core is strong. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with that muscle mass, you know, it's not about having these huge muscles. It is about muscle mass and tone. And yes, if you're building muscle mass and that's lean muscle mass, not like, again, like I'm saying these big bodybuilders, 
Um, when you're building muscle mass, you are losing fat. Whether mm -hmm. or not that's the goal, I like the goal at the really setting the goal as I can lift X amount of weight, this amount, amount of, you know, how often, you know, the reps and keeping track of that because that's a lot more fun than stepping on the scale going, oh, I lost a quarter of a pound, but hey, you lose a quarter of a pound. Um, and then of course, the third thing that I just want to touch on, you know, this oh. is, these are the important health reasons aside from the, like the physical um health reasons, as opposed to the, you know, feeling good and looking good. Um, the third one is um, your metabolism. When you exercise, you increase your metabolic rate, which in turn burns calories. And if you burn calories, you're going to lose that weight, that stubborn weight that some of us, um, you know, that people come to a health coach for. And I would say 99.9% .9 of People that come to me want to lose weight. And that's the last thing we actually focus on. Great. This is a this is a great topic for this month. I'm really excited to dive in deeper and you're in the next segments too. Me too. Thanks, Denise. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Denise Stiegel. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And thanks so much for listening. I'm excited to introduce to you Dr. Sheila Whiteman. And Sheila, thank you so much for being here. I know that you connected with me through Denise, and so I'm grateful for that. And so give me a little bit of your background and tell me a little bit about you and how you got started, and we'll we'll dive in. Okay, uh, yeah, we can start there. That's a long story, though, so I'm going to start to break that up a little bit because I am not <laughs> We can take a medium story. It doesn't have to be too short. I was going to say, but you know, I, like I said, I'm not 20, so this, this might, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Uh, <laughs> but my background actually is I am a physical therapist. So I've been a physical therapist for over, over 35 years now. Um, and I started actually loving that doing orthopedics and doing, um, you know, general, what you would think a physical therapist does, but we also do branch out into specialties. So towards the last, uh, 10, 15 years of, uh, my career, I had branched out to, first uh, oncology rehab, um, breast cancer rehab, um, from their uh, lymphedema, and then women's health, which included uh, women's pelvic health. So that's where I kind of landed and stayed for uh, quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, in all of this journey, I've also um, been uh, teaching various exercise platforms. So that's been a 20-year journey of doing that. So I've taught all the usuals, the, the Zumba, the kickboxing, the weight training, all of those, but I've also taught for many years and I still do um, Pilates. So I teach uh, Pilates equipment, Pilates mat. Um, and 
probably about three years ago, I trans, and we'll say pandemic because pandemic changed lives. Okay. That it did. Yes. So pandemic is when I stopped wanting to work in a clinic. As many of us did, actually, many therapists kind of headed out, but um, and switched over to uh, health coaching. So I went back, got a certification in health coaching. Um, so now I do health coaching, which uh, includes some of the things that I did in physical therapy, which is chronic pain management, obesity, you know, uh, diabetes, etc. And then also I do a lot with bladder leaks. And uh, like I said, I do still teach Pilates. So that's the journey. Um, And then you, of course, have to refresh my memory on the second part of the question. Well, let's start there and we'll work towards the second part of the question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And so I really, it's interesting talking to people of the before and the after COVID and it's, we all, we all referenced before COVID and after COVID and how things have changed. And, and I can understand that it really did, it, it enlightens, I think, a lot of people as to what's possible. Because before COVID, we were just in that rat race of this is what we do. This is this is my position or this is my business and this is my responsibility and this is what this looks like. But COVID forced us all to reflect on how could we do this differently or what's really important to me or how can I serve women or others better? Do you agree? I Yes, I definitely agree with that. Uh, well, COVID, yes, because what it did was it, Hope it was good in some ways and in some ways it was not uh, because mm-hmm. it did take away the personalization of mm-hmm. the relationships of treatments, um, mm-hmm. but it added in efficiency. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it actually depends on how you want to look at it when it comes to what I do, which is um, mm-hmm. actually ensuring and in, in, uh, making the health and wellness of particularly women, but I can work with anyone. Um, particularly mm-hmm. women, though, um, to make their lives uh, so that they are living better, living healthier, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, everything. Before COVID, was- yeah. Before COVID, did you see yourself as a health coach? Well, uh, if you're a physical therapist. But really, you were as a physical therapist. Yeah. That is what you do. Yes. But, but defining yourself as a health coach, did you? could you have envisioned that that would happen? Uh, no, but it was a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't know if I would have stopped doing physical therapy. Um, mm. So I would not have had to transition over to anything else. I would have probably just done that until I didn't want to do it anymore. And, you know. And the health coaching is really, I think, another piece of COVID or maybe a positive piece of COVID. It, it's for some reason, it's given us permission to ask others for help. When, whether we've become more self-reflective or in a, maybe it is the, like you had mentioned, the, um, the change of in-person and going to somebody in person or that we became more sequestered, but it, it brought something else out that, that also gave us the ability to ask for help or, gee, I wonder if, how could I make myself better and from a more rounded outlook? 
Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of that too has to not a lot, but some of it has to do with the effect of COVID on the younger people, which then trans translated to us, you know, people mm. with COVID. Younger people are a lot more open about their mental mm -hmm. health. Um, oh yes. Yeah. And uh, that I think helped us, um, older people, um, become more open also because it wasn't for, you know, for a time that generation, it was a stigma. Now it is not because you best believe they will sit there and, you know, I, I was just out with young people and they were all just sitting there talking about their therapist and I'm, Mm -hmm. oh, oh okay this is an interesting little conversation here I mean you know I didn't have anything to add but I was like oh, keep talking you know so it was just it was very enlightening um, I never thought of that but you're right you're right because yeah. it was if you had a therapist that was that was behind closed doors yeah nobody oh. nobody talked about that that's very true mm -hmm. that's very true yeah and a lot of them and I think have no problem seeking oh. a therapist they have no problem with it and I think what's interesting too on that same subject of stigmas is that pelvic health were not two words that went together ever. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Nobody actually said pelvic or anything else that was in oh, that God, region. No, and no, then when no. you when you added health onto it, oh no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then yeah, and it's like, what is that? And what do you have to do? And I don't even really want a part of that. Um, but. Yes, it is more mainstream now. It is more mainstream now because, um, you know, you see commercials, um, corporate has seen that there is money in this. So if you're looking at television, you know, it is nothing to see, you know, women pulling on the, um, you know, the incontinence panties and, you know, uh, so it's just like, <laughs> it's out there. It's out mm -hmm. there. Um, and unfortunately, not the, the non-positive about that is that people are normalizing the fact that you can have bladder leaks and it's cool because you can just put on this. Right. But it's um, not a solution. It's just a band-aid, but it's, it's not talking about the health portion of it. Right. Because they don't put, but it opened people's eyes to, okay, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, we don't have to suffer for anything in silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think that that's really important to be able to have these conversations, comfortably have these conversations or be able to search out people that can help you with these conversations. And when we're talking about health, and I, correct me or tell me if I'm heading down the wrong path, but what I've noticed is that health is more than talking to your doctor. It is people are open to having or people or maybe it's in the land of podcasts that there's so much information out there, there that that good information from people that are knowledgeable about different aspects of health. And it, it broadens our it broadens our minds to think, well, you know, maybe I do need to consider what I consume and what I do for what I do for activity and how it's all co connected to make myself be a stronger self as I age. Yeah, there, there is so much information on there. And the fact that um, we are living longer, mm -hmm. um, a lot of, and the fact that we live longer means that we also see our counterparts who don't take as much time to take care of themselves, <laughs> not age as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, boy, that's a motivating factor. Yeah, that that is a very motivating factor. And so many, 
you know, probably the average person can see, you know, a family member, a friend, whoever, who um, fits into that category. Um, mm -hmm. And it's frightening. So, you know, as you, as you age, we all age and we're all, you know, aging well, um, but mm -hmm. aging can be scary. So you do want um, to live your best life, no matter how old you are, because there are very aspirational hundred year olds who <laughs> do well. Actually. Well, let me tell you about this lady I know. Yeah. And, and she's 94 years old. Her, her birthday was yesterday and she goes to CrossFit. She is absolutely amazing. The doctors told her before she started to go, the doctors told her that you would, you know, at this point in your life, young 90, young 90s, early 90s, you'll never reach your arms above your head. Oh. And yeah. And so she said, well, that doesn't make any sense and started to go to CrossFit. And it's, of course, it's modified. But I will tell you, watching this lady do a version of burpees is absolutely incredible. You think that all of your problems go away. She is so inspirational. But what I want to touch on, I have two questions. One is I want to know more about your your health clients and the, the demographics and the people that you help help. But I want to talk about weight training and the importance of weight training, especially as a female, and especially for those of us that are no longer 40 or no longer 50. Yeah, weight training is really important. Um, I don't think people realize how early we begin to lose muscle mass. I think mm -hmm. it's, it's might be 35 somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That, uh, and you lose a percentage every year. We just, mm -hmm. just norm the norm. And if you don't do anything to combat that, um, when you get to, and the age is really kind of early, your sixties and seventies, um, you, you're almost, um, a little frail. Like you, you don't have strength. Mm -hmm. You, 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 those are the people who have difficulty even opening jars or doing, uh, going up steps, doing the things that we normally would have to do to be able to tying their shoes. Yes, yes, yes. So um, to combat that, yes, weight training is extremely important. It's, it's important for building muscle mass, for building your bone mass. Um, mm. Your bone also decreases yearly, and mm -hmm. for women, um, you know, our protection for the non-rapid loss of bone is estrogen, which depletes mm -hmm. at menopause. Um, and it also depletes, um, you know, if you have to have a surgical, you know, if there's a surgical menopause. So mm -hmm. you, you really have to try to combat that also with exercise. Exercise keeps your met metabolism going. It, it helps you to um, maintain and uh, regulate your weight. So it has mm -hmm. a lot of benefits. Um, that you should just keep doing this as long as you possibly can, even for one, two, as you get older, even if you use lighter weights, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any, you don't have to use heavy weights in order to get the benefit mm -hmm. of doing weight training. I never really considered it. Well, cardio is easy. Cardio is not easy, but in general, cardio is easy as far as what we you can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can go for a bicycle ride, you can go for a hike, you can do all of those things. And you think that you're covering everything that you need. But what happened for me is that I realized, as I've seen, as you mentioned already, I've seen people in my age group that 
are not doing anything or they're not, I can watch their decline. And then I realized, well, wait a second, I am that age group and I need, <laughs> there's a realization, right? <laughs> Hold on, time out. I am that age group. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's not just, it's not the cardio, the cardio is very important, but that is not everything because all of a sudden, what are we going to do in the next 10 or the next 20 years? Because, you know, our parents, other generations, 60 and 70 were very different than they are right now for us currently right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their childhoods were different though, too. They, I, I think they probably were able to even build more um, residual bone mass from the beginning mm -hmm. because they did, they were the milk drinkers. They, you know, they were the extremely mm -hmm. active um, children. They did a lot more even manual type labor as their profession. Mm. Um, our professions are interesting. More, yeah, yeah. So our professions are more. Mm -hmm. Half of them are computer based, probably. Mm -hmm. um, where you sedentary. Sit, yeah, you you sit a good part of the day, and children now, um, boy, and even going back probably even twenty thirty years, um, you know, we started driving our children everywhere, or um, they don't play outside as much as they did. They did not have that freedom. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you and know, then, and so then the future generations, we're, well, us too, we are so stuck on, on electronics and our phones. And, and then you have the younger, even, you know, younger generations currently now that are video games and yeah. TVs and sedentary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And changing that mindset. That. They, they, but the, the great advantage with them is that they have more uh, medical knowledge and more access to it mm -hmm. so uh, they might be able to combat that maybe um, mm -hmm. as they age mm -hmm. that I don't know so what do you what, are, what I hope so <laughs> um, what are your demographics for your as a health coach what do you what are the type of types of people that you're that are finding you so the demographics, they, they range, it's, it's really a wide range. So if I have people who are younger, um, and that's in the, I would say 26 to 35 range. So mm -hmm. I'm um, working with them either for um, weight management of a chronic disease. So that's um, like diabetes or um bladder leaks because they mm -hmm. do have bladder leaks of uh, some of the ones I work with. I also work with uh, women uh, postpartum who, you know, you do have uh, many women have bladder leaks when they're towards the end of their pregnancy, but when it lasts at six to 12 months past that, then it's unusual mm -hmm. and not the norm. So I see them when it comes to the middle range, 40, I would even say 40 to 60, maybe even above that, but people above 35, 40, I'll say like that. Then it's chronic disease management, um, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, and then management of, say, for example, fibromyalgia, um, some of those diseases um, to help them to um, begin to exercise, begin to move, 
begin to do things so that they're not so tired to be able to gauge what they can and cannot do. And then of course, push them further um, so mm-hmm. that they can um, be as comfortable as they can doing as much as they can throughout the day. Um, and then I have programs, several programs that are geared towards bladder leaks, because that is what I took out of the pelvic health realm that I was doing mm-hmm. through health coaching because that is something that is um, manageable and can be eliminated with an online type program in education mm-hmm. and exercise. So I have online programs for that. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Sure. The bladder leak part, because mm-hmm. um, I know nothing about this other than it happens, right? So. I, I struggle with the right questions to ask you, but what, what you mentioned, which I surprised me is that you're talking with the people in the 26 to 35 year old group for, for that issue as well. And I would, my first thought was, oh, probably after a pregnancy, but is that always the case? Is it, so is it always the case that women after pregnancy continue to leak? No, is it, well, no, actually bad. It was my bad question. Is it always the case that um, if you're talking to a woman that's younger and she has a bladder leak, was it really caused from a pregnancy or are there other reasons for that to happen? Okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Usually. Yeah. That was all me. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of, but that's a 50, 50. No, these, no. uh, A lot of the women I work with have never been pregnant. Like they, they, they've never been pregnant. So and I start to see them for um, something else. Either they need to get jump started on weight loss or something like that. But I always do ask several questions because if you if you're gonna spend the money to see me, then we might as well just talk about everything. Okay, so we we get everything off the table, and then whatever um, I can help you with, I'm going to help you with, whether that's what you came to me for or not. If you want it, <laughs> you know, if you want to. <laughs> So um, they will come like that a lot because a lot of people come to a person for here's my problem. And then the the person that's providing the service says, well, here's the fix to your problem. But they don't ask about these other areas because everything is connected. Everything is connected. But that's the kind of physical Mm -hmm. therapist I was, though. That's why the profession Mm. got a little harder as I stayed in it longer, because um, it became more. uh, revolving door type yes. of profession because of, you know, you had to make this money, you had to do this, you had to do that because of, you know, the, the way it started. But back when I started, you could treat the whole person. Now, if you go to therapy, well, if you had a, a knee pain, you're going to be seen for that knee pain. And if you have to come back for your shoulder, well, you're coming back for your shoulder on a different diagnosis. So we can kind of keep spreading this situation out. Mm. But it is all connected. But it is all connected. So even when I was a therapist, if you came to me for your knee and you said, okay, well, my back, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, we're working on this back too because you're not going to come back to see me over and over because who has this copay money and who's doing this? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that just carried over from just the kind of, I guess, practitioner I've always been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if you've said to me, and, uh, you know, some of them have said to me since I was a kid, I've had um, issues with, um, either leaking or having to go to a, the bathroom 
too frequently. Like I have to run to the bathroom. Mm. That's kind of, you know, and, and sometimes that's where it, it starts. You know, like I'll just ask, you know, ask a general question or whatever. And I always ask the question, do you have any problems with um, leaking or anything? I said everybody just because of that's who I do. But if um, you say to me, okay, well, I'm at work and my goodness, every time I turn on, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, mm. well, wait a minute. Let's let's address that because it's not just bladder leaks. It's urinary frequency, which is going to the bathroom every, some people is every 45 minutes, every hour. It's very disruptive. That doesn't have wow. to be, we can fix that. It's um, waking up at night to go to the bathroom several times where you don't get enough sleep. And sleep is, you know, if we're not sleeping, we're not healthy. It's true. Very true. Period. So, yeah. Yeah. So that that is another or, you know, having to um, figure out what kind of bladder leaks you have. So it's a, you know, of course, it's the cough, sneeze, stress. You know, it's the key in the door I know I'm getting ready to walk on the door I got to run to the bathroom because just because I have to run to the bathroom because my brain tells me that you know or if I hear running water well okay well I got to go to the bathroom so there's different kinds of bladder leaks and there's so there's different things that you can do to reduce and eliminate them which mm-hmm. is why sometimes it's not so successful when you're trying at home because, you know, you go to your doctor, doctor say do Kegels, number one, you don't know what they're talking about. Not, you know, it's like, okay, fine, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep squeezing until whatever. Um, but if you're not doing it correctly, what difference does it make? You kind of just right. know, wasting your time. Yeah. Interesting. And, and there's a there's a stigma around that. So I applaud you for being the person to ask the question. Mm-hmm. to open the conversation. Yes. Well, and asking that kind of question, I ask, I ask a lot of invasive questions. So I'm just saying, so it's your job. Really get to know. And if you're com- you know, and I can kind of gauge you, depending on how you answer me, I can gauge how far, you know, you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. But um, most mm-hmm. people are comfortable enough where they'll answer, um, whatever I ask them now whether they not I think most I think a lot of people that are reaching out for for the for the help is that they're hoping you're going to ask the difficult questions because they're not comfortable broaching the subject themselves or don't know how or who to talk to who are you going to talk Mm -hmm. to that's kind of really the main issue is you don't know who to talk to about what uh, oh good point yeah because everybody's specialized you don't know what's special mm-hmm. you know we all talk to general your general doctor your internist or whoever you go to but a lot of times their job actually is to make sure that you stay alive and then send you to the next person um, if you need a specialist mm-hmm. or um it could be something that um they're not going to ask you about because why would they? And and mm-hmm. sometimes you get in there and you're so rushed. If you don't write it down or whatever, you're not even going to remember. No. And that eight minutes that you have for that $400 fee. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. And, and that, that also brings up a really great point too. So that if people are talking with a health coach and they're really getting a more rounded understanding of their situation so that when they do go to their doctor, they're actually more well-informed about themselves 
to have those conversations, right? Oh yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah, to me, that's the beauty of it because it's the education part. Because uh, mm -hmm. even when you leave me, you still want to have enough information about you to be able to ask the questions that uh, will keep you healthy. Like you, you mm -hmm. need to know mm -hmm. enough about you. And you also need to know enough about you to not accept an answer that you're not comfortable with. You know, to mm, could you that. say that? Hold on a second. That, that needs another. Can you say that again? Because that was a really important point. You Ooh. know enough about you. You know enough about you to ask a, a follow up question to anything that you're not comfortable with that they gave an answer mm. to. Mm. Uh, because if you know enough, and you don't have to, it's, you look, you don't have to pull out the medical book. It's nothing like that. But you, that base knowledge that you have about who I am, what I'm supposed to feel, um, mm -hmm. and how I'm supposed to feel at my best, that's when mm -hmm. you keep asking the questions when you don't. Mm. Yeah, that's really important because I think too, when there's a chronic, a chronic illness or a chronic situation, you get used to feeling not okay. Yeah. So your baseline changes or your, maybe it's your internal expectation used to changes. And, and then you're, you're it, prior to that chronic thing, you might be feeling, this is your baseline of how you feel, but that as, as that chronic disease or that chronic situation that you're living with, you you become used to not being okay so that it changes it changes your your personal outlook of the situation but you asking questions can also bring back to the surface well wait a second this is this you should you should be here not where you're at so let's work towards that and i think that that would help internally help people grasp what they what they should be asking and and how they should be feeling Right. Yes. Or even to always try to ask a follow-up question. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, just always, because that might open up the door to another conversation of something that might be a benefit to you. Mm -hmm. Just don't mm -hmm. accept. And, I, you know, and, and I'm not um, saying this in a negative way. You know, I, I'm saying it more of, you know, be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. And then the best way to be our advocate is to have information. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's where what you do is so important because you are bringing that education and that support and providing tools in order to, in order to, for us to get better as well. Yeah. And, um, working one-on-one -on -one, you, it's not just the general tools because, you know, we all have Google and WebMD. You know, we're all gonna die if we Google. Don't let them give you something that word that you looking it up on Google. But um, that does not mean that that word that you look up on Google or that diagnosis that you see on Google, um, that the symptoms are going to be the same for you. You're going to react the same. You need the same treatment. Every mm -hmm. you know, everybody is individualized. So that's why mm -hmm. it's really um, nice to not only get your information and I don't even like for people to to google a lot because you know google will have all of us dying of course right exactly. <laughs> you know and then, yeah, and then we really all will need therapy 
So, you know, we, we didn't want to stay away from really diving into that as much as we can, maybe some general information, yes. But to get, you know, information from someone who is, is a health professional that is related to whatever you need. And so when, when people work with you, what does that look like? What is, what are your, what's the process in your coaching sessions like? Well, the process, so after the first session, because the first session is really where I get an idea of what's going on. And every session, you still have things that you need to do before the next time I see you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that both of us kind of talk about. Um, and then you set the goal. Um, and I kind of agree with you, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> but um, everybody has, and it's always a small step because we mm -hmm. need to have something that is achievable um, mm -hmm. and that you can feel good about doing. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I would say that each, and, and we come back, the next time we come back, we talk about whatever you had to do. We build on that because um, whatever you did will tell us what, if you can continue that, if we need to veer off, you know, like, so everything is always like, what are you doing today and this week that we can take for the next week and bring you up a notch and just keep bringing you up to where you want to be? Um, and it doesn't take as long as people think uh, if you do the work. And I, so yeah, and, and I do, even when I was uh, in the clinic, so I'm one of those people where, you know, you do kind of want to do the work because you don't really want to look at me and say, I didn't do it. Cause I don't know, it's just mm -hmm. something about me where people don't want to disappoint me. I'm so happy about that, but yeah, so they do kind of do it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we just continue to progress that, that, you know, that's the way it is. I can't talk specifics because uh I don't think anybody's come to me and they've been the same as another person. You know, mm -hmm. they're all generous. You know, some people are more motivated. Some people less, less motivated. Some people's symptoms are more. Yeah. So it all depends. That, that makes sense. And, but, um, but what I really, um, what I really like about that is that it's personal and it's personalized. Because if you're telling me that everybody comes to you for different things, that also tells me that you're not pigeonholing your people into certain categories. And I love that because everybody's situation is different. Yeah, we, I don't delve a lot into um, the whys some things happen, mm. but I know there are whys. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes you have to take that into account. Mm -hmm. We all got a backstory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't treat everybody the same. It's true. That's true. And so, I, you know, the theme of the podcast is how the outside makes the inside better. But I've been so, and we haven't talked about the outdoors at all, because I've been so interested in everything that you've been talking about. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop the conversations. <laughs> so let me ask you just specifically, how do you see do you see a difference of the people that you're coaching or do you see a difference with you in, in the involvement of being outdoors and being exposed to the outdoors? How does that, how does that reflect? Well, I'll talk about me first. So the outdoors <laughs> is um, rejuvenating for me. 
It is, um, I love the water. So I love mm, oh, me too. Water. I love seasons. Mm-hmm. I love looking at nature. I love the wonder of the world. I put it that way. So I can sit and I'm like, I, I am in awe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be outside looking at the, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for being just thank <laughs> you. So that's me. For my clients, I always encourage them to go outside. So I encourage mm-hmm. out, I encourage sunlight. Um, mm. I even if you sit outside, because you know, uh, for people who can't walk, people who can't get around, you know, mm-hmm. their family members. I'm like, okay, can they sit outside? <laughs> can, can you put them outside? Say what I don't know, what, but put them outside ten minutes something. So you know, for for a little bit of air, light, reflection, however you want to however you want to look at it but I think that there is power in Mm -hmm. nature and power in the sun and the moon Mm -hmm. which is that um that you need um just to keep yourself ticking Mm. yeah I think that that's also important to remember because when we think of the outdoors we think about for me well I think activity got to do something and and so it doesn't always have to be that way it is almost more important to be able to to take the time and to sit quietly but also if you're physically not able to do something do some sort of an activity outdoors just being outdoors is important getting that sun on your face and actually getting the sun into your eyes and 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 bringing it down into the inside is really really very important especially the morning sun right 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 if you can get out in the morning you know fabulous uh, i always encourage walking you know because to me that's the mm-hmm. for people who can do it um to get mm-hmm. out and walk if and you and this is for people you know not the gym people not the you know <laughs> not the super hikers, all these people, you know, cause you're going to get your mm-hmm. activity. But for people right. who are, are, are generally not as active, um, walking is, is, is something good. And walking outside to me is the best because of just the set it, resetting of your, uh, your clock setting of your melatonin setting for, you know, all the things that it's beneficial for. Mm-hmm. And the benefits of the sun on your horm- hormones as well, and mm-hmm. absorbing that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sheila, I really appreciate your time here today. And so, tell me, how can people get in touch with you? And, or wait, don't answer that question. First, okay. the, the first question for that it is what if somebody wasn't sure, do I need a health coach? What would be what should they consider? How would they answer that? Or what would they say? Well, I don't know that I need one. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So, well, there's a, the, there's a couple of things. So most, uh, well, I don't know about most. I always offer people like a 15 minute free con, uh, consult. Cause I'll tell you whether mm-hmm. or not you need me or not. I can tell you that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there might be somebody else. I'll tell you if you don't need me is, you know, but, um, one of the best I think one of the best ways that you would know you would need a health coach is if you um, are unsure about how to manage 
any kind of symptom, like say, for example, that you have high blood, I'll give you the easy one, and you have high blood pressure and you can't get it under control and, you know, the doctor just keeps putting you on medicine. You can't figure it out, you know, whatever. Mm. That might be something good to have um, a health coach work with you with. Uh, if you have diabetes, and it's the same situation because you know if you go to the doctor, you're going to get more medicine if it's something out of control. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just pick a diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pick one. But you're going to yeah. <laughs> So if you don't want to get, um, you know, if, if you're having trouble controlling symptoms, if your symptoms are mild and you, you, you want to try to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to feel better, if you're overstressed and you cannot get life together, if you don't sleep, Mm. Um, if, um, and specifically for me with, um, bladder leaks, if you can't exercise because you, every time you walk, you are leaking. If you're starting to wear, uh, um, light bladder leaks or menstrual, mm. menstrual pads, I was going to you know, de- uh, designate between the two because the two of them are different, but people use the menstrual ones, but you shouldn't. But anyway, um, if you look using those. And you're just like, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I can't figure out how to do it. You've tried the Kegels, whatever. Okay, well, that's a coach, somebody like me, whatever. So there are different, um, and it's different coaches that specialize in different things. If you have a mm-hmm. chronic disease and you, you, you know that you want to be able to get up and, and do a little something, you know, like you just wallow, you don't understand why you can't get it together. That's, you can uh, benefit from a health coach. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So there's, there's many, like I say, everybody, there's so many different things that we can do, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that's really good. Yeah. All of those things are things that, you know, you don't have time to talk to your doctor about, but you're also only going to get, you're not going to, you're going to get that, the, the prescription piece of paper quite often too. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to have somebody to take that extra time to teach you how to help yourself. Right. Oh yeah. That's a good way of putting it to teach you how to help yourself. That's a good way of putting mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. So tell me about your book and then tell people how to um, get in touch with you. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I did write two books on my favorite subject, bladder leaks. So I have two of them. And the first one is, okay. The first one is Denise's favorite um, title. Um, it is to pee or not to pee. Okay. And it's the guide. Yeah, it's the guide to eliminating your urinary incontinence. And the second one is uh, stop your bladder leak. Well, or stop worrying about your bladder leak. Um, and they both. One of them has uh, the, uh, like mechanical information, like uh, how to actually what the bladder leaks are about, how to actually do your Kegel, um, how many times you should do it, that kind of thing. That's the first one. The second one is more like the why. Like, why do you get bladder leaks more after menopause? Why do you, you know, why do you get bladder leaks if you're heavy? Why That kind of thing. So uh, the two books kind of work in conjunction. So that's that. To get in contact with me. So I am, I, I you can contact me through uh, my email, which is the pelvicdpt at gmail.com. Um, you can also go on Facebook. I do a lot on Facebook because I do reels on Facebook which I got to get back to because the holidays, I did get a little messed up. I just have to say, but 
but I do reels on Facebook and they are generally they're very short, like 30 seconds, but they're like, okay, well, this exercise will help you if you have bladder leaks or this exercise will help you if you, um, if you're, if your posture is poor or if you need to do strengthening of certain muscles, like I'll just have something on there about arm exercises, planks, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so um, you can, and that is the pelvic coach, Dr. Sheila, because everything is kind of mm -hmm. Dr. Sheila, the pelvic coach. So you can even find me on uh, Instagram. Instagram is not my favorite. You can find me on uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook quite a bit. And I just started doing TikTok. So I'm, I'm just trying to get out there just to just give a little bit of information. You don't have to do anything. You can just look at the information. There's nothing that you got to really do because I don't really sell anything mm -hmm. on those. I just have the information out there. So that's how you can find it. Awesome. Well, thank you. We'll make sure we put so, those in the show notes too. But yeah. Sheila, I want to thank you again for being here. And it's been a really great conversation. And I'm glad that Denise connected the two of us. And I look forward to talking again. Of course. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.